Why you frontin' on the gram? She can't do it like I do She only like you cause of me
gets given rich, bitch These hoes be spreading lies and pussy giving fish sticks huh? They wanna talk on the neck, huh? I wanna talk at the bank, huh? I keep a nigga in place, huh? You let him play in your face He eat this coochie, give me poochie and we'll take on me Better have a plan B, if A was playing me Got too much motion, way too fine to chase behind a nigga Before I argue when I'm, I'm a tumble block a nigga Shitting on bitches, I hobby, I'm doing them dirty Mask me up, I'm smelling purgy Never gonna talk it, I'm ready to up it Go live like John when I get this 30 Diamonds, they water is clarity They fucking with me, it's barely None of them bitches scam me I'm giving them clout for charity I'm hearing all the conversation, bitch, and I'm the topic If it's up, it's on the floor Tell them bitches, stop it I had to cut them bitches off Cause they was moving, I be I'm playing petty, counting profit Why her nigga mock me?
Now, 
With a stick on this side, ain't no easy licks. No. From the projects, I was raising the yeah. as a kid. Used to be scared of hearing on my house that night. Little did I know. This my calling, this my destiny. My Niggas just died, but killing it gets to me. No. He was a teammate, more like family. He was the bro. That you be hurting me. That's yeah. why the devil always the enemy. That's always the problem. In my community, we don't no. express how we feel. Oh, okay. my pain in my lyrics, all my struggles. You gon' hear it. Ah. I'm the tip. I'm your blueprint. Hey. I'm the standard. I'm your goals. I'm the. I'm the goat on the mountain. It's a full moon staring at the stars. All my dreams coming true. I'm in line with God. Don't be surprised. I'm a legend on the rise. Cradle has arrived. Cradle has arrived. Yeah, I've been through a lot. Hear my wolf cry. On them dark nights, I highlight. Let's get it. Here it's now. Competition wanna diss me. I was outside trying to go and get it, get richer. I try and feeling like the fifth, believe it or not, they took him out no rippers. The devil up for me, he be trying to get me. They know where I'm from, and the time we get busy on top of my job, and they never gon' trip me. I got me spot now, and we making it hot now. Through the pressure, I'm dancing like Diddy, cause they know we can't stop now. I remember them days that we had no motion, now we doing a lot now. And we bringing a vibe now, on the road, I be bringing the top now. God, I lift my hands up, can you hear me howling? Hear me howling They call me moon, but it symbolizes Symbolizes You me from my cancer and I give my thanks to you If you didn't see my life, then somebody tell me Dark side of the moon
Yeah, I'm on the grind like I'm supposed to be Because this chick on my mind Because she be holding me down And I'm not saying she close to me But she fuck with me more than she supposed to be She pay my bills in my car, man And I ain't lame, she could tell the nigga starving Because shit ain't easy When you out here trying to make these moves Ask her why she do it, she just say She just paying dues My definition of 50-50 ain't going half It's just a chick that would never ever hold you back She not with you, what you got or what your status is And she weathers through the storm like a seasoned bed I got a grill, so don't even stress Whole bitches and go diggers don't even test Just like Ricky said, man Huh, me and my bitch, and all these other names don't exist. Huh, fuck up. Hold me down, I'ma hold you down. If your new shit gets crazy, is you gon' save me? I know they saying don't be with me, but girl, you my 50 50, you dig me? Hold me down, I'ma hold you down. If your new shit gets crazy, is you gon' save me? I don't have nothing to lose, all I got left is you. She give me food and she pray for me And even though I starve, I never stay hungry And if I need special, wait for me What's hers or mine, it's the same money huh. And don't it seem funny when the times change And all the hoes want you like they mind change And I don't want none of them, except her And if I can't, gotta bless her Every man needs a great woman Even if they think they shouldn't Huh but this ain't strictly for the fellas, ladies. If you got a good man, you should tell him. Hold me down, I'ma hold you down. If your new shit gets crazy, is you gon' save me? I know they saying don't be with me, but girl, you my 50 50, you dig me? Hold me down, I'ma hold you down. If your new shit gets crazy, is you gon' save me? I don't have nothing to lose, all I got left is you. Ugh. Real too, man. 
about halfway through this motherfucker. Crazy. The way you make it happen, make it happen to AC. I'm just saying. I hope they ready though. It's time to take flight, cause we own it. Straight wrong. Hey, open your ears, cause we repping the same God. To keep the weight of my shoulders up It feels like a boulder And I'm a soldier But as I get older Moreover, I need you to lower your expectations The way my siblings look up to me I feel their neck is breaking I told them that if you work hard enough That you can make it So if I don't find you through Then it's just a hollow statement Hope is faking But if there's a glimmer I got to take it But because a glimmer Doesn't mean I'm made of gold I can fool you, I don't know what I should do But know that everything I do, I do it for you Yes, I gotta be your golden child Even when I don't want to, I still hold it smile That is not my style, all my issues start to pile Hope I never dug out, shine for thousands of miles I'm the golden child, I'm the golden child Even when I don't want to, I still hold it smile That is not my style, all my issues start to pile Hope I never dug out, shine for thousands of miles. I'm the golden child.
golden child, even when I don't want to. I still hold a smile. That is not my style. All my issues start to pile. Hope I never dug out. Shine for a thousand miles. I'm the golden child.
Remember, you use the code RV15 also be perfect. My boy Twenty Hood, if you ain't get her high for Valentine's Day, then truly it was not love. Right. Uh, <laughs> live the high life because live organic, hundred percent organic. Some tips, lining, bro. It's a slow burn. You be chilling, bro. I'm pretty sure Meg will like it if you try to. Um, just you know, hit up just play organic. Tell me be safe. You can follow us on our website, www.wildzonemrc.com. Catch us 10 a.m. on YouTube and Twitch. Catch us the next day, 8 p.m. on Elgin Sound Radio on the the NYC website, as well as the live radio spotlight. Make sure you take a listen to us and a lot of the dope content that's on here. Of course, we're in Ohio, Wednesdays, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, courtesy of Promo Guide. Want to submit to music that's CMI aspect, sound exchange, everything certified. Hit the program button now and so ask about rotation and promotion prices. Uh, KDK But without further ado, we here with the first lady of MLM Entertainment herself, uh, Miss Lady Bree. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm here to have a good time. I'm loving that energy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cool guys, cool guys. I was on that wave in like 2021. I was like bored and had a lot of yeah. I was bored and had a lot of um dispensable income. So I was like, fuck it, let me just see if I can get these, and I got them. I went through like a whole little like sneaker phase. There's nothing wrong with sneakers. Like yeah. I rather wear sneakers than wear heels. That's so real. I mean, like yeah, I'm gonna always trust. <laughs> In boots, sneakers and boots, man. And they can't be like regular sneakers and boots. Like, if I feel like I can see them, if I feel like I'm going to see them on you while I'm just strolling around, I, I don't really want them. Like, I got sniffing stuff in my boots. Like, if you look at those boots, it's like kind of like the same style. Ah, okay. Like, I can't wear no, like, I'll have like the ones. Yeah. Like, but it's like, it's man, too much. It's, 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 it doesn't you just got to find what works for you i think some people appreciate it being more complicated i'm not one of those people so no <laughs> no i mean i'm a purist in some fashions where it's like i like to a certain extent i can't i won't even go past the 13th yeah you know what i mean i feel like 13s are probably the the, the last good jordan like I'm still wearing my seven, you know what i mean like i might i might mess around and 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 mess with the the spizites but like a very specific edition of that but outside of that like i like I like fours. I like threes. I like ones. I like elevens. I like twelves. Um, I don't have all of these, but you know what you like when you like it. It's just harder to get sneakers these days because of bots and everything. So whatever. I'm loving the outfit. Very popular. Thank you. Yeah. Like calm. I needed the scarf. It's cold outside. It's it's January. <laughs> um in new york right now aquarius season literally just hit yesterday i am an aquarius birthday february 11th so born in the winter but i hate it you know contradiction and all that i 
I've I've never been quite described as being emotional. I have my moments. I can be dramatic for sure. Emotional? I don't know. Oof. Oof. It got to be the other placements. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna I'm gonna chalk that up to the because like literally there's literal pages on Instagram, TikTok about how terrible we Aquarius are in terms of like being aloof and not caring and not liking people but not really wanting to be around people. Like I will not speak on things. Okay. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I can, I'm just me. Like I have moments where I'm just very, I'm, I can be very, you know, soft, sweet, you know, other moments I'm like, I really don't care. Why are you talking to me? It really just depends on how you catch me. I'm the one I say this all the time. And, but what I mean by that is, um, I'm one of those people that is just genuinely just committed to committing, um, to, to achieving everything that I set out to achieve. And that doesn't just include music. That includes like, in terms of me being a businesswoman, that includes me being involved in my community. That includes me, um, truly being in community with other creatives and artists and helping them reach their full potential. I feel like outside of the music and outside of sharing my message and um, really sharing my talents, I feel like one of the other reasons I was put on this earth was to find people that have their own desires and talents and um, and things that they're good at and help them reach where they can. I think that sometimes we navigate this world knowing that we have a talent and knowing that we have a superpower of some sort, but nobody takes the time to really um, invest in that or really support that or even just try to create um, opportunities for us in that in that matter. I feel like I genuinely enjoy being a part of that. I genuinely enjoy seeing someone um, love doing something and then figuring out a way that I can help them take that to the next level or just truly help them get them to where they want to be. So me being the one is just like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not going to say I'm clairvoyant, but like sometimes you you, sometimes there's a feeling you just have that something is just going to happen. Like whether you like it or not, whether you want it to happen or not, um, your involvement and in how long it takes can definitely be impacted on your own. But like sometimes some things are just meant to happen and there's really nothing else you can do but allow the universe to take you in that direction. And I feel like everything that I set out to do is pretty much on that on that path. How do you define yourself as Right, yeah. Um, I would say I'm multifaceted. Like I'm a multifaceted faceted person in general. But like me being a multifaceted artist is that I'm influenced by a lot of different things. I grew up listening to a lot of a lot of different things from you know soul music, classical to jazz to um sometimes like very indie punk, not indie punk, indie rock stuff like that. Like I have a lot of different interests. So as an artist, I think I'm just, I wouldn't say I'm a hodgepodge. I'm a very calculated and focused artist in terms of figuring out the best ways to fuse all of that. Right. So I would say a fusion artist. Why not? New word, new word for myself, huh? You started your career very, very early. I did. I did. Like, uh, I mean, you could tell me if there's more outside the board <laughs> to Tokyo. But, yeah. Uh, you got to. You were one of the few that actually got to perform at the Apollo, their original mm -hmm. early yes. after night. Yes. Right, right. So where were you at that point of time? Mm -hmm. as, as, you know, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'll start, I'll start off like the journey is a long one. Um, but I technically started rapping when I was six. Um, and that started while I was at summer camp in Staten Island. Right. So during summer camp, you have lunch time, lunch tables, and like some of the older kids would be at the different tables. It'll be, you know, banging on the table, making beats yeah. and freestyling and stuff like that. Or we'd be on a bus going to a trip and we'd be doing freestyle battles. And I was just like one of those kids that's like, I was very musically inclined and I loved rap and, you know, I knew I could like do some stuff. So I would like jump in and do stuff like that. Um, that summer, like my first summer, like two of the count, the camp counselors actually made music. And they saw that I was like really into it and pretty good. And they kind of like helped me craft like my first song. Um, and it ended up being like a like a rendition of It's Going Down by Young Jock. But it was but it was like for summer camp. So like I rapped it at like the end of summer, summer camp party and performed it. So that was like my first thing. And then after that, I kind of like just started really trying to record myself on like tapes and stuff with this little karaoke machine that I had. Right. And then when I was about 10, I had a 10th birthday party and I decided to take the money I got from my 10th birthday party to like pay for my first recording session in a recording studio. And I thought this was a great idea because that that, that past um, Christmas, my aunt got me like a little beat machine. So in using that, I'm just like, I can definitely take this, go to the studio. And I did. Um, so, you know, up until that point, you know, I was 10 years old when I was 12, I joined um, a group. Um, at the time, and I was the youngest. I was 12 years old. Everybody else was like 17, 18, 19, and I was the baby. And I was just really just learning how to rap, like getting in Cypher's grown ass people as a 12 year old, 13 year old, just rapping, spitting, learning, um, doing rap drills. Like, you know, my one of my first mentors, he would have me quite literally doing rapping my ABCs to different beats to understand, yeah, like rapping my ABCs to different beats to understand how to create a flow or to try different flow patterns. We also did the five timetables to different beats. Like we would do it like to, let's just say we did like a, to a beat with 80 BPM. And then we would do a beat to like, maybe like 120, like do it fast. Like five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 40, you know, shit, wow. stuff like that. Like, so like by trade, I, I've been doing this. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've, you were literally yeah like literally trained an apprenticeship if you must whatever like this is what i do so like you know by trade i'm a spitter i'm a rapper i can get in a cypher i can get in a studio and go bar for bar with pretty much anyone i'll say that but i think me becoming an artist um a more complete artist really allowed me or really pushed me to step into my space of recognizing that i can hold a tune i can sing i know how to come up with melodies i don't know how to just you know, make raps and be on a particular cadence or, you know, be very um, methodical in how my words are said. I can sing a little bit. I can be more melodic. And, you know, so getting up to that point after I left the group, I was in high school, I was doing a little bit more of my stuff, but I was focused on school and basketball. Like that was really like my focus. I played a lot of travel ball in New York City, played, you know, Conrad McRae, played West 4th Street, you know, a lot of different stuff. If you understand basketball culture in New York City, especially on the girls' side, then you know what I'm talking about. Rose Classic, stuff like that. But, you know, you know, when I went to college, um, I went to Notre Dame and I decided that, um, you know, to not play basketball because I wanted this space to be able to focus on my music. Yeah. Um, the thing about the school I went to, Notre Dame, is that if you go to a school like that, you're not going to really have time to, um, what you call it, uh, silly party but like make music like notre dame is in northwest indiana and it's a top 20 school in the country so it's like 
you're getting your ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like you're getting your ass kicked in the same semester. Like there was one semester I had business. I'm, I have a um, degree in business and then I had a minor in Japanese. So one, one semester I remember having finance, accounting, Japanese, IT, um, and whatever other class was that was kicking my ass at the time. So I was like, you can imagine me being in pretty much middle of nowhere, Indiana, the closest big, the closest big city to me is Chicago, but that's like an hour and a half, two hours away, trying to figure out how to make music. And I was making music. Don't get me wrong. I got like, I found a way to like, you know, meet up with different people and get like different access to equipment. But it was like, it was tough. I basically had to take a four year hiatus from my music career. Um, and so when I graduated in 2020, it was the middle of the pandemic what else did I have to do? What else did I have time to do, but to like, just really just lock myself in the house and just work on making music, figure it out, figuring out what I wanted my sound to be, what I wanted to do. So 2020, 2021 rolled around and that's when I was like, okay, let's get it. And then I'm um, circled up. Me and Loco had known each other um, for some time. He, he met me back in like 2018 prior to me going to Japan in 2019, but he knew that college was my focus. So I graduated. We linked back up um he helped me quite literally put together a band to do this virtual live performance and we kind of just been locked in ever since like we got really really cool he started inviting me to different you know events with him and migs i would show up and we would have a good time i would do performances and then we kind of just formed our own relationship and he started managing me and we just kind of been going crazy since then so you're a late 90s baby aren't you 98 <laughs> 25 man um so i'm really like <laughs> i'm talking to people that are close to my age <laughs> listen young you know and Migs wasn't wrong like he said it you know earlier when he was talking to you that like we're probably our camp is probably like a very select group of people that have the mindsets that we do in terms of like having the knowledge and appreciation for the type of music and you know cultural references that we have appreciation for and it shows in our music like we just take our music um we we approach our music a bit differently in that way. Like we're not really part of the cookie cutter microwave era of like, oh, this this could be cool, this could be fun. I'm gonna try to go viral. Like that's not really how we do things. You're not on TikTok, like? Nah, like I'm trying to get on TikTok now because it's something I need to do as an artist in this new era. But like, it's I, I don't. I had to like I had to quite literally like 2020 2021 was really the era of me getting out of the oh. Let me let me make what what I think people are like. I stopped once I start doing that. It really just opened up the door to, for me to like become the artist that I'm on the way to becoming. Like you know, I don't think I'm in my final form. I don't think I think I'm one of those people that's continuously evolving, and I don't know what my final form looks like. I know it's not this though. You know, what I mean, so much more to do. I think like I think the fashion will always stay the same though. I mean, I'm always drip. That's just part yeah. of the, that's. Yeah, like that's just you know. I mean, even this, like this is a calm. This is a calm day. Like there's much I'll do. I'll do a lot of different stuff. Sometimes I'll do like you know big jeans. Sometimes I'll do like you know 
sometimes I get really, really drippy. Sometimes you'll see me in some Supreme or some, you know, some, um, some stone Island or whatever, some street fashion. Like that just depends on how I'm feeling. It's just cold. So you're more likely to see me in black and bigger clothes, but you know, it's just, you know, the fashion is always going to be about what makes me feel good in that moment. Cause if I step outside and I got a fit on, you can't really tell me nothing. No. What is one mistake? So before we get into both, like your yeah. performance at the Apollo and talking about performance, right? Mm-hmm. What are lots of misconceptions that female artists coming up, and especially having such a resume? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of misconceptions is that uh, a lot of misconceptions for me is that like um I can only do one thing, right? Which is why I made the decision to actively do more than one thing with my music like because I'm a spitter a rapper by trade um it's very easy for me to get in that pocket and give you bars but I think a lot of people will also see me do that and see that that is somewhere I'm comfortable in and decide to put me in a box alongside you know other great female rappers like a young MA um a lot a lot of times because I'm also masculine presenting and I like women but it's like we're nothing like nothing and it's like cool but like there's way more to me than the fact that i can rap with the with the dudes and i don't necessarily adhere to a certain uh topic of rap as a as a female artist you know what i mean i think my my life experience my experience as a person in general is way way more broad than what people often try to you know box me into and i and to to be fair i don't blame anybody for that because People can only go all based off of their knowledge and their experience. If you've never seen anything like me, if you've never met anyone like me, if you if you don't know what to compare me to, what else are you gonna do but compare me to the closest thing you think may be to me? So a lot of, there's a misconception in that like I'm je- I'm in that lane, I'm in that pocket, and there's also like a misconception as to like my energy, right? Like I'm someone I know who I am, but I'm also very down to earth. I'm very friendly. Um, I can be. I can I can I can be sometimes um intimidating to some people who don't necessarily know what to make of me because of how I talk and my education and um even particularly just how I may be more observant initially like I'm not the type of person where I'll be in this spot and and be like hey it's lit like makes us more that which is why we balance each other out in that regard like What'll happen is we'll go to a function and it'll be lit. We'll know it's lit and we'll dance. But I'll, I'll say it anytime. Mix is probably you don't want to start the dance circle. And you need someone like that. I'm more the person that'll make it. I don't amp it up because I joined in and was like, you know what I'm saying? He'll shut it down too. But it's like, you, you always need that person, but you also need that follow-up. You know what I'm saying? And I think for me, it's just like a lot of people don't necessarily know what to make of me because I'm not, because I am an artist and there are situations where I can be very outgoing and very extroverted. But like, if I'm really just trying to scope the scenery out, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see the energy. I'm going to peep the energy. If the energy is not particularly aligned with who I am or what energy I'm trying to give, then I'm going to be very limited in that regard. So sometimes people, you know, be like, oh, she's quiet. Yeah, no, I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about the current over-sexualizing of hip-hop, over-drugging of hip-hop? Yeah. I mean, the reality of the situation is that it's selling. You know what I mean? It's selling. People are going to do what sells. Um, I'll, like, I could, 
there's an audience for everything. And right now, the audience and the demographic that wants to hear more sexualized hip hop or wants to hear women rap about things that they feel is empowering to them, because every woman has different things that empower them. There are some women that grew up in a very sexually repressed, you know, house and never really got to fully express what it meant for them to be pretty or for them to be sexy or whatever that may look like. So listening to that type of music is their way of trying to get in touch with that. There are some women who that is not empowering for them. There's an uh, there's an audience and there's a demographic for everything. So, I mean, it's not my lane. It's yeah. not particularly what I want to do, but I'm never going to be one of those artists just like, oh, they talk about shaking their ass and doing this and this and that. I need them to keep doing what they're doing. I need them to do what they're doing because I'm not like them. They're like they're not like me. They can't do what I do how I do it. And I can't do how they do how they want to do it. And I don't want to. And I'm sure they don't want to necessarily do what I want to do. You know what I mean? As far as like the overdrugging, I mean... Like we knew, like when we used to hear Biggie, like yes, they fucked up on all of that. Yeah, but it's 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 more. I think the difference between then and now is that back, right? Exactly. Like back then, a lot of the rappers that were rapping about drugs, like you weren't really rap. You weren't really hearing rappers like in the '90s, early 2000s, rap about drug use unless it was about them smoking weed or maybe taking like ecstasy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It was very recreate. It was very recreational, but it's like. It was very recreational when it was recreational, but in other contexts, when rappers rap about it, would be rapping about their lifestyle of being someone who was a distributor yeah. of that, right? The difference now and what I've seen since like maybe 10 years ago, so like 2024, I mean, I mean 2014, 2013, is like it became cool to rap about doing hard drugs. And it's like, Okay, cool, but where's the warnings for this? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I remember there was there was one of those random activity homes, and this was actually during while I was in college. Mm-hmm. And we're not confusing here because that will really. <laughs> um, but Linda LB did that um, 172 cases. Okay. And this was right before Juice. I think this is when Juice World passed away. Mm, okay. So like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like the, the little, the, the little, the little pee, the juice world, the yeah. little skies, that whole era. And they're sitting there. They also have the wife of the uh, or maybe mom, whatever she was. Uh, they were really talking about like the difference between one the hip hop storytelling mm-hmm. and the emergence of, you know, because even that even makes sense. They gave themselves away on certain things. But yeah. So hide it. They they also knew where to. Back then, they knew what the line was. Yes. Now, I feel like yes. doesn't have the, There are line. no lines. Like, people are killing each other. Yes. And admitting it. Yes. In the, in the literature. And that's because there, you're, you're 100% correct. There are no lines anymore. The line of what's acceptable or what's not acceptable no longer has to do with morals. And to be fair, it never really did, right? Um, but it's a lot less attached to morals and more so attached to what can make me go viral, what can make me money, what can get me attention. Like that's currency now. A lot of people, you know, in the music industry and entertainment in general, it's become very, very clear. And a lot of people have said this. Executives have said this. Talent doesn't matter anymore. It's the numbers. It's the numbers. It's the it's the amount of attention you can draw. Because to be fair, like at the end of the day, when you're an artist, you have to recognize that you are the product your music is the product the whole point of you existing to a lot of different labels is so that you can sell that product and make them money mm. 
Yep. In order to get all those streams, in order to get yeah. placement. Or people just following the blind. Yeah. Blind following. Which is dumb. Which is dumb. Because I thought back at the time, I thought Fetty Wap was like the worst thing. Yeah, ever. right. Ah, woo! That's funny. I really thought like. Fetty Wap was it. Someone. Yeah. Someone just with one eye wrapping yeah. around on some. Like when these were trapped with the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I work for a community center and I love my all my kids to death, right? From third grade all the way to high school. Right. I walk down, go on the elevator, go to say hi to everyone. And all you hear, from a whole bunch yeah. of kids. From third grade to high school. Oh, man. And I'm sitting here because my staff is like at least 10 years younger than me. Yeah. So the only people that understand why the fuck right. yeah. is treating me is my coordinator and my boss. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, can we confiscate the speaker because they're saying they're fucking bad ass shit? Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, I think a lot of time. I think, a lot of times for a lot of people, especially in my um, age group, your age group, like we had a lot of people that we didn't have a lot. We didn't have as much access to everything as we do now. Like, let's just put it, let's just put it out there. Like, let's just make you it clear. Like, like it's, we just, did, we just didn't have as much access and that's a good and bad thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Having, Having as much access to the internet we do can be great for so many reasons, but it's terrible for so many others. Like the fact that nothing, and I don't necessarily believe in censorship, but like nobody's, it feels like nobody's paying attention. Like that's really what it is. Like you don't have to censor things to, in order to like pay attention to what's, to what's being played or what you want, what you want the kids or the children or the young adults around you to have access to at a certain time. But it feels like kids that are eight years old are being exposed to things that probably shouldn't, they probably shouldn't be exposed to until they're like 13. And like, even when you get to that age and even you're in middle school, we know that we're in touch with a lot of where we get involved with people that know things that we're probably not supposed to know yet. And you can't really prevent that, but it's like, it's just, it's on Front Street. Like, I remember, like, you played, that same day we played with TV, like, I went to go chill at the middle school because it's, mm-hmm. like, the biggest group. Mm-hmm. I felt bad because we don't know what we're doing sometimes <laughs> with a whole bunch of TV. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So I'm, like, I'm sitting with some of these kids, like, that, and, like, these kids are really, like, underprivileged mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, you're not, if I, if you keep in the seat, you're not playing this music. I'm going to show you what to play, so I'll play, like, but they don't know any better you know what i'm saying like that's, that's the crazy that's thing we have to i agree i agree i like i was having this conversation with somebody the other day it's like because like every because music has been become so easy to make everybody and anybody thinks they can do it and everybody can that doesn't mean you should Right, right. That's mean you should. Like for real. Like, there's some people not going to tell not to have talent, right? But if you're gonna start charging people, yeah, you be good, bro. Please, please, like, please be good. I remember. I'm a photographer for 15 years, and I struggled up until now. Mm. Like I was, I feel like because I got my falling from grief after I broke my arm in 2016. Mm. I was everywhere, okay. every club, 
um, you were catching me at these concerts. Like, right, right. Be close with also like La Mecca. The moment I broke my arm, I'm like, I was like, shit. Wow. I was shit because it took me. It took me at least two years to get full mobility back on my Wow. Body because I broke it here and here and here. Woo! Falling on black eyes. Woo! Yeah. And I was trying to avoid surgery at all costs. I'm not with that surgery shit. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I smoke, but you ain't getting me high like that to the point where I might not wake up. That's real. <laughs> so, um, I saw a whole bunch of art, uh, photographers trying to take my spot. Like, try to That's go how I go. You know that. Clients. You know that. And I'm like, yo, I don't give a shit if you go after my clientele because my clientele comes and tells me. So I would know who to refer and who not to. But you hear saying you're going to charge $100 for a photo school, you know, your shit's whack. Nah. That's because everything's a hustle. Every, everything's a lick. Everybody's a lick. Like, nobody appreciates having a craft anymore because like don't get me wrong youtube is great youtube university is and that's what i'm saying but i'm just saying like there's nothing wrong with saying i'm a beginner i think a lot of people struggle with that a lot of people want to skip steps and there's nothing wrong with wanting to you know accelerate the process of becoming an expert but it's like this some of this shit takes years some developing a skill, developing an eye, developing a know-how, developing an understanding of what your own style is. You don't figure that out in three months. You don't. Not to the extent that you're able to say, oh, I'm going to charge the same amount as professionals who've been doing this for 10, 15 years do it. It can, it get, it can get insulting in that and, part. And then the weird part is, a lot of people, this is, I've come to notice don't know how to copyright. Don't Ooh. know how to protect your work. Yep. Don't know how. To... Yep. First of all, this is just a start. And I don't care if y'all say, "Well, you white, you don't understand what the fuck is going on." Uh, uh, uh. If I hear one more person send me a mixed version and not a mastered version because they think that's well, that's oh well no, I think I'm gonna lose my shit. It's that's not the same I'm... thing. Not... But that's my point. Like a lot of people, like that's what I'm saying. Because everything's become so easy. So oh, I can go to the studio, pay thirty bucks. To get into the studio and have somebody record me, do a do like a little uh over like quick yeah over over a quick little a quick little mix, quick little this and that you you know what I'm saying? And then it's like this like oh it's it's ready already. No, it's not. You don't understand the process because nobody is telling you and you haven't done the due diligence to figure out what that is. When you go to the studio, like if you're recording for the first time, you lay that down. If you're good with that recording. We just went mute somehow. Oh. Yeah. Go back to Yeah, like you can go like it's easy to, you know, go to the studio and pay for four hours for 120 bucks and record a song. Cool. But you're not done after that. You know what I mean? Once that once that recording is done and you're happy with it, you gotta go take it to the engineer who understands how to mix it so that way it doesn't sound like crap when you play it in the car or just play or sound like crap when you try to play it on the radio or in the club or wherever the case is. Then once that mix is done, 
you then have to get it mastered so that way it can be up to standard as, as all the other rappers you're competing with like the industry is so oversaturated that it's like yes you can be it's not a it's not good enough to just do the bare minimum it's not that's why a lot of people who aren't that good are getting where they're going because they have the money to make themselves sound better than they actually do. But another conversation for another day. Like, I remember it was the last time I was talking about that after first. Because I remember as far as, like, 2015, I had my first mm-hmm. And I remember me and Tony Brooks, uh, who's also the first right now, and we worked together a lot. And I remember they all, his whole label came the same way you guys mm-hmm. are here right now. You know, and then someone said, hey, you want to go to the club right now? There was a club that was blocked, owned by the same person that uh, I currently work for uh, outside of here because I do nightclub photography. Mm-hmm. And DJ Pro Style was there. And mm-hmm. was, back then, if you would still be, if before the pandemic, it was still one of those things where if you're if a DJ gets your track and plays it at the club, right, right then, right. There, you, lit. you know your balance. You lit. You know, we don't even got that anymore. Right. Everyone waits to go look at DJ Spazzo's post to find out if your track is bad. Or Flex, when he starts, you know how Flex yeah, is yeah, yeah. the songs to choose and then the directors that play it. Uh-uh. Like, and then now you just pay money for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. real validation. It's not. It's not. But, you know, that's, that's the game now. Which is why, you know, myself, my team, MLM Entertainment, we're very, very heavy on making our own way. You know what I mean? I think there's a lot of people out here in the music industry, um, in the entertainment industry that are exploiting the passion and talent of a lot of different people that pay their own bills, um, which is that this is nothing new. This has been happening since the dawn of time when it comes to the entertainment industry. But I think that it's it's more blatant in our front street, but nobody cares because this is just what we've normalized. This is the norm yeah. now. You know, so like for us, it's a lot of understanding that this very well may be the norm, but that doesn't mean we have to be play play victim to it in every sense of the word. We can make it work for us so we can build our own leverage and decide that, yes, we're going to do this or no, we're not. Mm-hmm. You know, we have options. But in order to have options, you have to put the work in to create those. Tell us about the song that we played in the beginning, Live and Die. That's a fun one because it's it's what I and my team have decided to call soul drill. Like, for one, mm-hmm. I'm not a drill artist by any means. I, I make music. I'm an artist. I make all types of music. But I will say that when something kind of sparks an idea in me, I'm going to go with it. So when I heard the beat, it sounded like either you were on hold um, while waiting for customer service or it's kind of like you were in an elevator. I decided to take the route of pretending I was at work. And, you know, the drums definitely hit like drill. And I just decided this is technically a drill song, but I don't want to do it the same way everybody else is doing drill. I'm not going to talk about the same things. I'm not going to I'm not going to talk about the same things. I'm not going to come with the same <laughs> Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I'm crying. You good? You <laughs> good? I'm crying. But like, yeah, I decided that I just wasn't going to take the typical approach that people who would have done a drill song of any type would have done it. So like, I decided to just do it the way I would, spit on it the way I would. But it's just like, it's still a drill song. It's a a soul drill song. 
but it's me. And I think that's the way I approach all of my music. Like anytime you hear me do a song, like you may feel like, oh, this could be considered X, Y, Z. Yeah, but Brie did it. So it doesn't sound like every other X, Y, Z song. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that song was very, very fun. It was very also just like very much an ode to my regular life, my day job. Like I live like the life of Hannah Montana, Bruce Wayne, however you want to. Oh, me too. For real. So, like, you know, I wake up on a weekend, on the weekdays. I wake up and I go to the office and I do my business job. You know, I have a business degree, so yes, I do the corporate thing. And <laughs> did you ever have a moment where you ran into somebody and they called you Lady Bree in front of your job? <laughs> um, anybody that has done that, we're we're work friends. So, they, like, my work friends, my good work friends, they know you know, that I make music. So like, it's not like a huge thing. I don't make like my music career very, you know, well known in um, my professional life. But uh, if that were to happen, I'd be like, cool, you know what I'm doing? It's not a huge deal, you know, but it, it's happened once or twice. I had a moment. So we took our kids, we have holiday camp. So because we're a community, uh, community right. we're, we're a nonprofit community center in a high school, right? Mm. So we're open all year long. Like, mm. like no days off. Damn. We work like the days after Christmas and okay. Christmas. And one day for holiday camp for Easter, we go to Dave and Buster's and New Rochelle. Or whatever that shit was. Whatever the thing is in New Rock, um, not Dave and Buster's, Sky Zone. Oh, okay. Um, so we're at Sky Zone. And now if you took my podcasting class when I was teaching it, mm. then they know I do a little something, right? Mm-hmm. But no one knows like the farthest extent right. other than my boss who's the one that got me the job right. because they know what you do and he's one of my main clients so mm-hmm. you know we both keep like as far as we can like little ones don't need to know nothing so i'm here pushing someone into the goddamn ball pit and he's like what the fuck the fuck here? mind you i got two little kids next to me i'm crying <laughs> like these two kids are like no you're my what you're my you my camp bomb type thing. Yeah. I'm like, this kid, who is this? Awkward. <laughs> Mind you, homie runs up to me because we podcast a lot. Yeah. Like, like he worked in Brooklyn. I'm not going to end up in the Rashad. I work in the Bronx. Like, say <laughs> how the fuck. Right. I had so much explaining to try to do. Right. My boss doesn't make a better hold. Like, this kid is going to go to some data kids and meet him. Like all of these shit. I'm like, why are we doing this to little kids? Oh man. No, I don't. Know. I, it's, sometimes, like for me, it's really, really, it, it's really beneficial. Or something I, I guess I haven't really thought about till now. But I, I can't, I consciously try to make it keep those two parts of my life separate. You know what I mean? Because to be fair, like me working in corporate America is great, and it allows me to be an artist that is not particularly starving, right? But it also allows me to afford what I'm afford to do what I need to do as an artist who wants to be taken seriously. No, you know what I'm and saying? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's so many things, like, it's hard to have a regular yeah, job. Yeah, it is. Because you, let's keep it a stack. Unless you get that one viral moment, the artistry's not paying until right. you get that one. Right. Or at least not particularly well. Like, my whole thing is, like, my goal for the next year, two years, is really to just build my artistry to the to make money. Because I make money through my music, for sure. I just but it's like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, to, to the point where it's just like, I can quit my nine to five, and it wouldn't be like, what are you doing? Because my music 
brings in that money. You know what I mean? A lot of people judge me, right? Because they see with all the talent, the knowledge that I have in the industry, why do I job and a job? And I'm like, well, does music give you a 401 That's what I'm, bro, you got to really think about it. Steady, insurance. like, it's, the, it's, it's a steady paycheck. Like, I'd rather be on the because it allows me to educate. Um, and I know because of my job, my student loans are taken care of. Right, exactly. Exactly. So shout out to Mokila for all of that good bullshit. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, oh, you guys are gonna love Dino's, bro. That is the best pizza in the in, the, in a ten block range. So I'm hungry. Yeah, I should get a sponsorship. Yo, Dino, sign me, bro. <laughs> I, I need free pizza, man. Real shit. Listen, man, Dino's and another spot. And they got the sprite. Oh, love y'all. There's um, no. If you want, there's red sauce on the shelf in the kitchen. So you guys don't have to drink from the bottle. And there's also plates so you guys don't have to be eating it from the bottle. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm Greek. I'm hospitable. Y'all need something? Go, what? <laughs> I mean, I just don't got enough tequila. I don't know what I did with Oh, you my, drank all the tequila? My bottle of 1800 is like... 1800 is superior to tequila. Let's just talk about it. Anybody else who tried to convince me that Casamigos was it? A liar. Oh, no. My boss gave me Casamigos for Christmas. A liar. I'll put that... Whatever. Drink it straight? No, 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 I know, but I'm saying drinking it straight. Thank you. Do <laughs> you ever take a McDonald's watermelon slushie and mix that shit? I'm saying. 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 I'm I'm lying. I never had it yet, though. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I always tell everyone you're in your 20s. Do everything you possibly fucking can. Don't hype me, please. I will. This is my year of, like, this is the year I'm supposed to be, like, caring less about what the right thing is. Like, I'm someone who really can get really caught up in, like, oh, doing what I'm supposed to do, doing, like, not asking for certain stuff because it may be wrong or not right. And it's, like, Everybody else is getting what the fuck they want. Oh, I had to learn that the hard way. Like, I remember for a good few years, because between the time I broke my, like, I was recovering mm-hmm. from my arm, it had to have been, I really started going back 2018, 2019-ish, mm-hmm. right? I got to DTF. Everything was mm-hmm. great. I was like, I'm going to mix the photography like I am now. Yeah. COVID happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, fuck. All right. I'm 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 still working from home. I'm getting this check. My brother dies. Mm, my best friend dies within two weeks. Sheesh. I said, fuck this shit. Nothing was going my way. I said something had to give. My co-host was a dickhead at the time. He wasn't helping. He claimed to help, but he gaslight the fuck out of me. And I just got to a point where maybe a year or so ago. I just said fuck it and I'm taking what's mine. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. That's what you really gotta like just be on. Like, like you have to take what's yours because for sure. you- if you don't like, it's all like I feel like a lot of people, especially me being a woman in the industry, like we, I can get so caught up in not wanting to come off like as too much or being a bitch or whatever the case is. But it's like, but you have to be a bitch. There's no room for you to be nice. To it really isn't. It really isn't. I got, I got Loco, my- Loco's been helping me with that though, for sure. Yo, you know how many times I call Loco, like, yo, this bitch, I just got 
fuck, man. Like, fuck your shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you taking this to heart? Like, because it costs me money. That's, when it costs me money, I take it to heart. That's real. <laughs> That's real. Like, like, I mean, like, like, relax. The money will follow. The money's gonna follow. And, he, and they're probably not. That's probably not, not wrong. Like no, at all. Not wrong, but it's still. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he knows that. Like he's like everyone's Yoda. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> he knows. Okay, as long as we're aware of this, because he's in the background <laughs> and I talk all these shit right now. Um, what's the score? To ten ten. Um. Fuck. I need to put money on this game. That's crazy. Listen, I got 40 bucks in the Super Bowl pool right now. Do you? Who yeah. y'all winning? Honestly, I just put 20 bucks in each box, and oh, I don't God. care who won. <laughs> Real. Listen, after the Jets got eliminated, because that's my boyfriend's team, my team never makes it to the playoffs. I haven't made it since they beat the Patriots the second time. So I'm not going to hope for the, a good win for the Giants anytime soon. I'm a Giants fan, too. I'm going to always hold out hope. I mean? We hold out hope, but it's like being a Mets fan because I'm a Mets fan too. But like the Giants, like have good history. Like it's not like it's just like they've been ass forever. No, but they have bad coaching, I think, right now. Yeah, and they need a better lineup. Like I'm probably gonna sound like because I haven't watched. I've been following wrestling mostly the last couple of years. Yeah. Like my boyfriend got me watching football again, mm-hmm. but. I'm pretty sure Eli Manning's not even on the fucking Giants no more. No, he's been retired. Yeah, so I'm just like, that's how, <laughs> like, their ace of the hole is not there no more. And they they just need a new one, you know. Isn't no, they got Saquon, though. Saquon and, uh, did Odell get, get, um, traded yet, or he's still on the team? I don't know. I don't know. The last time I saw him, he was doing that Super Bowl commercial where he was doing, like, ballet or something I'm like crying. that. Oh, see? That's how far far away from football I am, bro. I'm dead. I'm dead. See, that's how long it's been. Like my boyfriend thinks I'm gonna get into it and like learn everything from the last four years. I'm like, I don't no. know. But I'll just put the money down and hope I I win. That's real. I got a friend that'll bet like three thousand dollars on fucking Jeez. football and then come out with ten. <laughs> Nuts. But um, we have two more of your songs right now. Yeah. Which one do you want me to play? Um, Play Rep. Why not? All right. Tell it's me good. about Rep. Rep is a dope one because I initially made it with the intention of it being, like, this really hype song. So, like, for football games or, like, basketball games or, like, even, like, I don't know, think about it. Like, if you had, like, a really hyped up commercial type shit, it was really just based on wanting to stand on and tell people what you rep or just, like, one, just be very, like, I'm doing this and I'm achieving all that I'm achieving and I'm going hard because I rep my people. I rep where I'm from and I rep everything that I stand for. So a lot of my lyrics in that song is very much tied into that and a lot of how I feel about doing what it is that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, so introduce it for us. It's your girl, Lady Bree. The song you're about to listen to in a dope video, by the way, it's called Rep. Welcome to the Roswell on LDS Radio. Yeah, back in my Philly, I'm back in my bag. Bitch, be talking, I know that they mad. I don't know why they try to do it like this. When they can just barely go do it like that. Don't wasting my breath when I spit it to feed. If you don't talk nice, you ain't speaking to me. I met what I said and I said what I mean. Could be on my rust, but I can't with the team. You don't want smoke. You don't want smoke. Huh. Now you don't want 
Yeah, this is the glory. Yeah, this is the pain. Yeah, this is for the days when the world would ignore me. This is the reason it didn't absorb me. This for them times when the shorties would bore me. This for them nights when I couldn't sleep and kept that shit moving. I felt like a zombie moving slow. Watch your mouth, watch your tone. Who you checking? Footprints all on these hoes, I've been stepping. They be hating on the low, I don't respect it. Cause even when I'm not at home, you know I'm reppin'. Watch your mouth, watch your tone, who you checking? Footprints all on these hoes, I've been stepping. They be hating on the low, I don't respect it. And even when I'm not at home, you know I'm reppin', no, I rep. Watch your tone, who you checking? Footprints all on these hoes, I've been stepping. They be hating on the low, I don't respect it. Cause even when I'm not at home, you know I'm reppin'. Watch your mouth, watch your tone, who you checking? Footprints all on these hoes, I've been stepping. They be hating on the low, I don't respect it. And even when I'm not at home, you know I'm reppin', no, I rep. Put 
pullin' shorties even when I had the braces She said I'm cocky, bitch, I might be Gotta make it worth my time, I don't type free Been waiting on me all night like a hype beast Rollin' the eyes, I'm like, uh, you don't like me Ass like, camera action I want some my soul, I make it up on the back end Thinkin' I'm a fold, them thoughts don't get any traction Always in no business, I'm with it like yo, what's happening? Tell them to bring the racks in Shimmy, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah Know I like it rough, baby, give it to me straight Sayin' shimmy, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah, shimmy, yeah so what the deal is, and we don't give a motherfucker about your feelings Hands up, gonna stick them to the ceiling Ain't gotta run me shit, just need your ass to get busy when it bump like this So what the deal is, and we don't give a motherfucker about your feelings Hands up, gonna stick them to the ceiling Ain't gotta run me shit, just need your ass to get busy when it's up like this like this, 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 and he shot Live and Die. And we got some other joints coming out this year that he shot. Like, I know him as far as, like, I'm talking about 2007. He went to wow. high school. I went to LIP. He was trying to be a computer program. Not even <laughs> a director. So, just, like, seeing him, and I saw how he came up. And nah, that. yeah, he's talented. Like, he, honestly, he's one of the few that doesn't get enough accolades mm-hmm. for his work. Like, mm-hmm. He really brought it. He he was one of those people that made it okay to be a like to start off in this industry, like right. you know, growing up as a queen queen's kid. Like you don't got a lot of stuff around here. Mm. You know, all we had was fucking at the time MySpace, Facebook, all that shit. He fucking finessed the fuck out of everything. Mm. You know, they should do like a biopic on him. I'm like mad you told me he's in Yonkers right now. What the fuck is in Yonkers? <laughs> It's fair. I think I enough to say about Staten Island, but I got too many Staten Island people here right now. So I, I ain't dealing with that. I mean, <laughs> hey. Listen, man. Listen, dog. My best friend, Vinny, he worked in Staten Island for two years at the 7-Eleven. Oh, God. Which one? I don't even want to know which one, because he told me it was full of all crack white people. Which one? <laughs> Which one? Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Okay, it could be it could be soft. It could be South Shore. All I know is he paid $150 to take a cab home to the state blowing on the city. I'm like, bro, you dead thing that much for what? Okay, he dragged it. <laughs> he dragged it. <laughs> he dragged it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I worked like, first of all, my, be- my best friend Vinny's the one that will exaggerate how many hours he works. So he's like, I'm working like 800 hours. I treat I love my best friend. I like Trizio. But mind you, it's not like if he lived in the store, it would be like at least $70. Harlem. I mean, Harlem's right there. Like, if you, like, think about it. Astoria's right here. Harlem's, like, right there. I stop you side. Just gotta go up a little bit more. Still $100 for a cab. That's real. That's so real. But, like, he didn't have to do all that. He did that. Then, so. Yeah, no, my. Yeah, that's facts. 
<laughs> Especially if it's traffic, because uh, like I had someone come from Jersey for eighty dollars, which isn't that bad. Because if you go from the Bronx to here to to DTF, it's like fifty. Mm. So you know, if I still wouldn't take that cab. That's so thrill. Now when PT is like three bucks now. Mm. That's another thing too. Fuck the MTA right the real now. Real shit. Because why did y'all raise it like that? So annoying. there is no reason for you to be that expensive. Like anywho. But you know, we did talk a lot about music in general. Mm-hmm. You know, but you did perform at the Apollo with the kids. Yes. And then you got to perform internationally in Tokyo yes. while you were studying abroad. Yes. Yes. What were those two experiences like? So the Apollo was insane because I was like a sophomore in high school. So I was like six, 15 at the time. I was turning sixteen. Um, in the next year. And it was it was insane because it starting with like with the Apollo, it starts off in the same way that um like any other show that you would have to audition to get on to. So like I also did the X Factor. I did like I tried out for the X Factor. And that's like a long ass process. Was that on YouTube? You could see that too? No. <laughs> I made it to the production round, didn't go further, but you know, whatever. Um, but for the Apollo what it was like before they do the actual amateur night at the Apollo, there is an audition day. So like my mom took me on, I think it was like on a weekday and it was the audition day and you have to like wait outside. So like we're in Harlem waiting early AF in the morning, like before 8 AM on the line, just waiting to get into the building. And then once you get into the building, um, you get like this little number and stuff and they call you and you come in and you like pretty much do your thing. Right. And they say, yes, no, blah, 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 blah. I got the yes, got the yes, blah, blah, blah. Then I got the call back to do the amateur night on whatever date it was. So then we came in, then we had to do, you know, that whole thing, you know, made sure that we got get the music in, sound check. So the night of, it's a huge deal. My, like, my school, like, put it up and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. I was nervous as hell. Because mind you, I'm the youngest person on the on the um build on the roster. Yeah. On the roster. Like I'm it's like six, seven of us. And of course it's real. So it's like you know that there's gonna be people out there and there's gonna be people booing. Like some people like for the Apollo, this is New York. So some people quite literally get drunk and go to the Apollo just to boo. So you can imagine being 15, 16 years old performing your own original song. Going up there on the same stage as like people like James Brown, same people like Lauren Hill, all these different Michael people, Jackson. Michael Jackson, all these different people. We get to rub the stump and you're out there performing and you're hearing like people cheer, but also boo. And I'm like, I just didn't want to get pulled off by Sandman. That's all I wanted. And I didn't. So it was like, okay, I got a little something. I got a little something. Um, which was what was really dope was that when I performed, I didn't perform with the band, I performed to like my backtrack music. But by the time I got off stage, the fucking band was playing the beat. <laughs> so it was really it was a really, really dope experience. I came in like third, fourth place. You know what I mean? Um, but as a sixteen as a fifteen year old being able to have that experience, um, I actually wrote about it for my college essay. Because one of my biggest things was like there's those moments when you realize you're on such a big stage. Like when you're backstage, you see all the autographs and the signatures of all the different people that have been on stage. So it's kind of surreal seeing like the autographs of like Lauren Hill or this person, that person. Lauren Hill is my favorite. So I, I, of course, am always going to, you know, (laughs) shout her out in that. But like seeing those names up there and you're like, I'm about to be on the same stage as these people. Sometimes it can be a little bit surreal. You're just like, I'm already for this or like, am I good enough for this? And it's like in those moments of just real in that and recognizing and having that and having that, you know, feeling, I just recognize that like, 
if I wasn't ready for this, I wouldn't have. And even if I'm not ready, then I'm going to get ready. You know what I mean? Sometimes you really just got to operate in life in that way. Like sometimes you're going to be presented with opportunities that either you're ready or not ready for. It's all about how you handle it. Either you're going to make yourself ready or you're going to fold. And that was one of those things that really inspired me to like never fold in that regard. So getting to Tokyo and I was out there, that was an awesome experience because I was out there, of course, studying abroad. So I was there, you know, continuing to learn the language because I was learning it while I was at school and I continued um, to take classes out there as well as other. I'm rusty, man. It's been years. Nobody speaks Japanese in America. I mean, other than Japanese people? I mean, where they be? Anywho. (laughs) But my point being is just like being out there was really, really dope because Tokyo is a mega city. So like think about New York, but like times five. Oh, yeah, nice. You feel what I'm saying? It's really, really dope. And there's like so, because Tokyo is such a international city, it's not like you're only meeting Japanese people. Like I had the opportunity to meet a lot of different people. I met, I met like people who were from LA, people from the UK and London, people who were like from Algeria, like all these different people doing a lot of dope stuff in Tokyo. And a lot of them are creatives because of course, of course, Tokyo is one of those epicenters where it's like you go there to be a model, you go there to be a designer, you go there to do art, you go there to do all this creative it is stuff. It's epitome of anime, bro. For sure. And so it's like, I'm chilling, going to these different parties, just trying to like build community, find people, meet people, and show, tell them and show them what I do. And I end up getting in with this really, really dope um girl named Colleen, who threw the who would throw these parties called the Tokyo Love Hotel parties, and it would be held in like this penthouse of this place called Sankey's Sankey's Penthouse. That's, that sounds like, and like every month, it would be like this dope. They would have a dope event of like a live performance or live art, and people are upstairs doing tattoos, doing haircuts, and people come in and just like party and vibe. And you got DJs coming to, like sets on and off. Like there were DJs I would listen to, or pro- DJs who are producers that I listen to on Spotify that have just come casually do a set. And I ended up, you know, they ended up really liking what I do as an as artist and stuff like that. And so I got, you know, on their show and like got part of it, became part of their friend group. And like the night that I did my show, bro. <laughs> It went so crazy. Like it was really, really dope to like see my music be um and even back then, that was this was like 2019. So I'm not even making the music I'm making now. So thinking about my music back then, getting the type of response that it got, where like people are up in the fucking penthouse jumping up and down with me with singing to my singing to my song was nuts. But I appreciated it because Tokyo is one of those places that I felt lacked what places like New York and LA has. And what I mean by that is Tokyo didn't feel to me a place that like was very gate kept like of course you have certain groups and uh, groups of people that are just like eh, who are you but it's like it's a lot less than what you would experience in somewhere like new york where it's like oh it's what can you it's uh, new york can be a very what can you do for me type of place yeah that's just that's just how we operate la too but like new york is really heavy on like i'm not gonna rock with you unless it feels like there's something in it for me or there's something to benefit me or if you know you have a certain level of clout that makes this feel like it's worth my while to be seen with you like tokyo it wasn't like that for example i was there and one of the i ended up getting a free music video done by a guy who um shoots commercials for like burberry and gucci off the strength of the fact that he loved my performance for free. Like we met, and it's just like, there's a lot of people like that out in Tokyo that, you know, are just creatives because they love to create. And of course you can get caught up in like what's lit and what's important and what's important to you in your field. But it's like, I feel like 
the the detachment from the Western culture in terms of um, everything having to be about money allowed me to see what life could be like. So do I plan on getting a dual citizenship in Japan at some point? Yes. But I have to rob the U.S. for everything it's got first. I'm coming with you to Japan next time you go. I'm just saying. <laughs> have to. I recommend it for everyone. Like, everybody's like, oh, I wouldn't go to Europe. Man, fuck Europe. I'll do it. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm I'm European, right? I'm Greek. I did it. For- like, Europe is cool, but, like, there's I did, more. Listen, I did the Greece trip twice, mm. right? No, three times. Two as a child, one as a teenager. And no lie, doing shit as a teenager in Greece is fucking hilarious because you, you could be like 15 and drink. And no one can say that <laughs> But as much as I've already seen my culture and I've seen the surrounding areas mm. around it, yo, Tokyo and yo. J- J- Japanese culture it's brought so us some of bro. our. Bro, it brought us Sailor Moon. Let's really talk about it. brought us Sailor Moon. It brought us You Have to Show. It brought us Naruto. It brought us a lot of the things that we don't even understand technologically. You feel what I'm saying? Like, the way that they think about tech and the way that we've decided to build upon it. A lot of the shit that we have now is... We stole from them. We stole from them. Like, cassette players. Like, CD players. They did that shit first, bro. Like, and and all my friends, like, Asian women. Like, my brother married a <laughs> Filipino woman. Like, shout out to the Asian women. They're always, like, putting it down for everyone. Like, listen, you know Asian women are fine. Like, come on. Let's really talk about it. Like, so... Right. No, shout out to Aiko. Yo, it's so in New York you got the flat unless they're like a OnlyFans model. Like I've never seen an Asian fully figured. But then you go to you see like the videos from Tokyo and they're all yeah, they're what they should be here. <laughs> you gotta go to Harajuku. What she said. <laughs> that's like that's like the fashion district in Tokyo for sure. You can see everybody in their nice drip and clothes and all that for sure. So you went through all this. Yeah. You went, you did the college thing, which I totally commend you because I did the same yeah. thing. Plus I did my master's and that's when I graduated during the pandemic. Mm. It sucks to graduate during the pandemic. Bro, my semester, my graduation got cut. Like, first of all, I didn't have a graduation until 2022. I graduated in 2020. Did you go though? Yeah, I went. Oh, I didn't. I graduated <laughs> 2020. By the time we were able to really get a graduation, it was 2023. Damn. So why am I going? No, yeah, I went in 2022. I mean, because, like, bro, I earned it. The amount of nights I spent dying until 4 a.m. in the library, there was no way I wasn't going to fucking... Yeah, but I, was, I didn't want to share my day with, like, four other years. Oh, no, graduated. no, no. We had our own, like, we had, like, our own weekend. Yeah, no, they Damn, didn't give us our own weekend. Damn, that's tough. Weekend, like, separate time slots for everyone. Every year, nah, that's crazy. No, they really made it like a whole 2020 weekend for yeah, us. They didn't do that shit for me. They said fuck my shit. They said fuck the class. I don't blame you. I, I wouldn't win either. Plus, plus it's New Hampshire. Like, uh, yes, I said New Hampshire over there, and that's four and <laughs> hours, like four and a half hours away. And I'm gonna pay four hundred dollars for a ticket plus the hotel just to go share my day with like three other yeah, classmates. Fuck out of here. That's not. To be fair, my family and I we drove all the way to Indiana. We hadn't we hadn't done that. Since they brought me to Indiana, um, as a freshman, yeah, no one was taking that trip <laughs> after the pandemic. Yeah, so I was true. just like, fuck it. Like the only person that was gonna go with me, we weren't even talking at the time. But um, you started working with MLM. Yeah. So what have you learned? No, having your business knowledge and mm-hmm. also learning from my <clears throat> yeah, I think 
what's really it's i'm so happy you asked this because a lot of what i've learned from local and a lot of what i'm applying from my business um experience and knowledge now is being very intentional right sometimes there is going to be a there is there is time needed for research and development like if you understand anything about business and you understand anything about developing anything whether it's an app whether it's a business whether it's a you know, music, like, do you need time for research and development? So like the past two years, like up until 2023, I would say from 2021 to 2023 was my years of research and development. One, figuring out what sound works for me, what I like to make, how far I can take it. And then also figuring out who I want to be my producers, figuring out people I can count on as being my producers, finding people I can count on to be my engineers, finding people that can I can count on to be videographer. So shout out to Gambino. Shout out to it's Marvin. Like you know what I mean? Like finding all those people, finding all the people, finding like finding out people who can run my ads for advertising and then working with local to figure out what budget looks like, what budgets are appropriate for certain things. Like it really takes time to figure out what the pieces that you what the pieces are that you need and then figuring out how to get the right ones. So right now I feel like being intentional and figuring that out and then also understanding that like it's about execution you can want to do a ton of stuff you can want to achieve and accomplish a lot of different stuff but if you're not holding yourself accountable to saying this is when i want to have this done and i want to do this and i want to do this you can say you want to do a whole bunch of stuff but you're if you're not actively taking the steps to achieve those things and holding yourself accountable to meet those deadlines to meet those dates and get it done the way it needs to get done even when nobody's looking over your shoulder you're not going to get anything done to the way you want to and you have no one else to blame but yourself so like this year a lot of it is a lot of you know execution accountability and truly just showing up like that's one thing i learned from local and the team as well like showing up matters not only for yourself not only for you know the things that you think may be important or the things that you think may yield you opportunity or yield you money sometimes just showing up to the thing that may have no benefit to you whatsoever sometimes it's simply showing up because your label mate has a show and you need to be there to support sometimes if you you need to build community you need to show up and build community if you see somebody that you think is really really dope and they have something going on you may be tired as hell and unless it's unless it's something that's really going to throw you out of your freaking way and you know hurt you like do your best to show up and build community with those people because you need those people it, it can be very very easy at least for me to try and be a lone wolf in this shit but it doesn't work out the way you want it to because things can get lonely and stressful you're the favorite in the group, aren't you? Love it, love it. I'm the favorite, right? Please. Ah, uh, don't do that, Dad. Who else? Who else is gonna call you at two a.m. to talk about actually doing music stuff? Okay. <laughs> work it. I mean, I can tell when you end up texting me at two a.m. about work stuff too. So. <laughs> That's what we do. I'll, we love this shit. I'll text him or call him about something, right? Yeah. And it's like three o'clock in the afternoon. I get call at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, okay. Hey, but one thing I will say that, like, at least, especially this year, we gonna get it done. Like that's what that's really nah. like. We gonna get it done. Like, I've seen a lot of teams, you know, come and go, but I haven't seen one that bonded like you guys are punk extremely punctual like you guys are because that was what surprised me the most today when he said we've been also here. new year's resolution i was here on time 
you know, like I, I wasn't used to that. And like when Nick started helping me with the setup, like y'all know what the fuck y'all doing? What? Yeah. Okay. We do this. Like he he taught us that it's important for us to know how to do this. Like you guys will go very far as long as you stay as a cohesive team that you guys are. Like I feel like this is probably like even though one is younger than you, the two mm-hmm. big brothers mm-hmm. and dad. <laughs> you know, um what is something you want to impart on just females who feel like They've had the odds stacked against them. That what's meant for you genuinely cannot be taken from you. Like that's really, really something I stand on. Like it 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 can suck truly being um a female that isn't particularly doing what I do or I don't particularly dress or act in such a way that, you know, gets, it's for the male gaze and understanding that the entertainment industry and that hip hop in general is very much a male dominated um, arena, whether it be from the artists to the DJs to the execs, whatever the case is. Um, I'm, I know, I know, and I've experienced being overlooked because I'm not particularly trying to be eye candy for the people who are in power that has never really particularly discouraged me from continuing to be who I am and standing on what it is that I want to believe, standing on what it is that I believe in and, you know, truly going about this the way that is me. Like I'm, I'm, that's one thing I appreciate about Loco is that he understands who I am and he is one of my biggest supporters and not wanting me to compromise that for any level of success or attention that it could possibly get me. So I just want to like, let, anybody know females any artists who feel like people are not paying attention or it feels like it's taking forever for them to get their just due that like what's meant for you is (laughs) is meant for you like nobody's nobody can get in the way of that and I, i i truly stand on that because operating from an abundance mindset if you operate in that space then you also understand how important it how important it is to have good people around you and to support those good people just because somebody may get an opportunity doesn't mean that you can't. Because somebody else has a certain level of no right doesn't mean that it it negatively means anything about you. Like your journey is yours. And sometimes you have to have the knowing. Like one thing that I love about myself and my journey is that I just know I'm convinced. And that that being convinced is what keeps me going. Cause it's just like this shit bound to happen. It's a matter of when. I just got to go hard and I can't make excuses and I got to be accountable. And it's like, you know, it, that's really just it. If you not, I said this in another interview, but it's like, if you don't feel like you're born for this, you're going to give up. If you don't feel like this is what is meant for you and you don't feel like, you know, if you're not willing to ride it out until there's no fucking wheels left, you're going to give up. You're going to quit because it's going to be a lot of rejection. It's going to be a lot of feeling like nothing's working. It's going to be a lot of feeling like, when is it going to happen? And sometimes you just got to be like, it's going to happen. I just got to stick with it. This was, wow. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to end that, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, I am happy that I got to sit here and talk to you. Like, I'm Me learning too. so much from each and every one of you. And family that you are a young person who technically started their career before they were even legal. Yeah. Um to to see such ambition. You 
Like I, I can't wait to see you not only go to Tokyo. Oh, I'm going to like oh, can't wait. Barcelona and go. Yeah, to, for sure. Italy. I mean, yeah. you want to go to Italy? Go nah, to Italy. I'm, I'm gonna get that pizza. That's though. I need that. You know, we'll go to Santorini and get you some Greek girls. Like I got. Oh yeah, listen, I might have to do that. Yeah. The liquor. Uh, I don't know. It's good. It's we good. Got, so our Greek moonshine hits a lot harder than absence does in the state. Abs. Whoa, you're trying to kill me. <laughs> Listen, Whoa, she said it's it's, it's it stronger is, than absinthe. It is. Uh, listen, my best, that sounds my like death to me. My best friend's dad makes that shit. My uncle makes that shit. Mm-hmm. I took a couple of shot ones with my uncle when he came from Greece. I was like, I'm going upstairs. I'm going home. <laughs> like I'm about to make a mistake right now with my family. Wow. I'm like, I'm gonna curse you all out. Somebody, know your limits, ladies and gentlemen. Know your limits. But um. Thank you so much for being here with Thank me. Thank you today. for having me. Let me give you hugs. Yes. Yes. Hugs. Great energy. Thank you so much for having me. No Lady Bree, MLM Entertainment. We in a building. Raw Zone. Yeah. Where can they find you? You can find me on all platforms at the real Lady Bree. T-H-E-R-E-A-L. And it's the L-A-D-I-B-R-E-E. Even if you just go on Google and type in Lady Bree, L-A-D-I-B-R-E-E, it's my name. I did Google you and I found your website. See, I have a website. So go find that and you'll find everything you need to know. Oh, man. It was another dope episode of Welcome to the Raw Zone. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch. Follow us everywhere, www.rawzonenyc.com. Catch us in collaboration with Ramble Mania, what's SmackDown on SmackDown. You know what the deal is. You'll catch a new episode either Monday or Tuesday, whenever Tevin feels like editing it. <laughs> of course, you could catch us our website. Of course, Elgin Sound Radio, Tuesdays 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Whew. Wednesdays on Pulse 82.3 FM in Ohio. All of the MLM artists will be just music will be on both Elgin Sound Radio and played on Pulse 82.3 FM. So make sure you tune out for both of those stations. Whew. We are powered by Just Blaze Organic Hemp. And bold and luscious cosmetics. You know what to do. Follow them. Get some product. You know. If you want to submit your music for our Raw Zone picks and be part of the, the voting for the end of the year, email us your links, your MP3s, uh, whatever you got to mnrbookings at gmail.com. Subscribe to our playlist. Like, don't be a dub. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, our, like, you want the support, but in order for support to yeah. happen and the yeah. community to actually cultivate, yeah. Y'all gotta get off your ass. For sure. Place. For sure. Show up. Yeah, show up or show out. Like I don't yeah. know what you want to do, my guy. So for myself, Lady Bree, um, we bid y'all a do. You're gonna catch another episode after this with another member of MLM <laughs> Entertainment. It's an MLM takeover all February. I like that MLM long. takeover heavy. All February long. So again, follow Lady Bree, follow myself. It's been a two sweep. Good fight, a good night. Be out of here. <laughs>